without losing this embodied mindfulness, perhaps tranquility has set in, expansive awareness brings well-being. You're welcome to adjust your seats gently without losing your mindfulness. This talk is called Ice and Water, identifying with source instead of a rising form. The idea of this metaphor, ice and water, is ice is a compacted, rigid form, its source being fluid, moving water. And oftentimes we find ourselves rigidly holding to beliefs and emotions and thoughts as if those, in fact, are who we are. We often find ourselves as rigid as ice, again, holding firm to beliefs, thoughts, perspectives, as if that is who we are. And so as we encounter a situation and a conditioned response arises, we often hold tight to that conditioned response, thinking this is how I have to respond, this is how I've always responded. And we often find ourselves clinging, attached to outcomes How often are we stepping back from this form of body, mind, perception, belief and resting in awareness of what is arising, sensations, thoughts, as if they are not ours, but simply arising in awareness, which is us. When we bond to awareness, when we identify as awareness, the hold of our rigid beliefs can be let go because they're just one more arising phenomenon. Sensations of tension, the sensations of sadness or anger are simply passing in our awareness. We certainly might not prefer them. What part of us doesn't prefer them is also passing in awareness. When we live our lives rigid like ice, we suffer. When we identify as loving awareness itself, we are liberated from whatever is arising, including pleasant and desirous kind of states of mind. Because even when pleasure arises, we tend to hold on, grasp, pull it in as if this is us now. Ah, I don't want this to leave. As much as we push away unpleasant states of being. This isn't mine. I don't want this. And yet we're completely bound to whatever is arising. We are identifying with the emotions, thoughts, belief systems, cognitions, perceptions that are arising. And we're limited. We are literally limited because we are stuck like Velcro to what's arising rather than identifying as spacious awareness itself which is free of bondage. 
Awareness like a mirror is not impacted by what is in it. And so often in our meditation practices in this Sangha, we end up identifying and playing with awareness itself and watching as what arises occurs and dissolves. We often bring up images of things that bring us sadness or anger and we feel our body's response and it dissipates and dissolves. Our awareness of what is arising is unmarred by what is arising. And here is where we find freedom from suffering, is in sitting back in awareness itself. Now, this doesn't mean we bypass what's arising. What is arising is precious. It's our own human experience. There is no bypassing of our own pain. But what we do next is pair the wellness, the ease of awareness in the experience that's arising. So you're both experiencing sadness or anger or jealousy, but you're pairing it with this luscious sense of well-being that comes with being aware. So the more aware I am of my human existence, the human state, the more my human state gets this medicine of ease and peace that awareness brings. So as I age into my practice, Mike ages with awareness. He gets to be paired and fused with this kind of beautiful, peaceful, well-being state of awareness, even though he's experiencing pain or sadness or joy. And here's where it really comes in play. So I watch myself having a reaction to something that's painful. I see my body go forward, my face crunches, I start feeling tense and tight, and I start bonding with this guy who's doing this kind of dramatic motion here. Or when I'm angry, Mike gets tense and his fist starts clenching, and he starts raising his voice, and I find myself paired with this guy. And then I step back and go, geez, look at him indulging in that emotion. Nothing wrong with the emotion, but I'm, I'm paired with it. So all of a sudden, Mike is angry and he's talking angrily and his voice is scrunched up and his pecs are huge because he's ready to pound things. That's a cool side effect of being angry, but it's not actually practical when you're trying to be like, you know, calm down. So (laughs) here Mike is really tense and my awareness kicks in and I'm watching myself. And this is not, this is not the expression I want to be living. So why indulge this expression at all? I'm not bypassing what I'm feeling, but I don't want to merge with it. What I want to do is merge with loving awareness, watching Mike, whether in sadness, because I can find myself in despair going down this dark hole of like, I'm going to indulge this feeling. I'm so, I'm going to pity myself right now. And I watch myself doing this and in my awareness, which brings well-being, I'm like, "Mm, I don't have to have that posture. I can be sad without pairing with the posture of sadness or the posture of anger. I can be angry without pairing with the voice of anger. I can be envious without pairing with the expression of envy. Those human states are what we get, but we don't have to identify as them. They are passing states of being, but my awareness is constant, whole, expansive in all directions. And what that means is I can have a human experience 
completely nurtured and held by awareness itself. And when I bond and pair with awareness itself, Mike has health and well-being, even when experiencing different states that are not healthy. This is where we find liberation in our practice. We're not liberating away from anger. We're soothing and nurturing it as it happens till it dissipates because awareness is the healing curative factor in our lives. Love also. Awareness and love tend to be the same thing after you practice. It's not a human love. It's an expansive field of love. Awareness feels like love that you're wrapping around your own human experience. So more and more we practice, we merge with the source itself rather than the form. We become water rather than rigid ice. So many of us suffer because we're rigid or we're totally in chaos. We have no boundaries. We have no boundaries at all. Awareness are the boundaries. So this practice is merging with source, is identifying as source, as awareness itself, rather than what's arising in awareness. It's not a bypass of what's arising. You still experience it, but you do it from a place of loving awareness, which is naturally kind and full of compassion. Naturally. When you're in awareness, I don't have to, oh, my, I, I, need to, I need to do something to Mike now. I'm naturally seeing he's suffering. And I pair with awareness, and naturally I care for myself. I don't have to tell myself to care for myself. I see I'm suffering. I love on myself. I tend to myself, care for myself. Awareness naturally brings me to that state. So we have a chance through these practices to learn to identify the bonding we have to the human state, which is precious yet full of conditions that leave us in pain and the mind brings us to suffering. We have a chance through our practice to really bond with awareness itself, which is nurturing to whatever is arising in it. And you're arising in your own awareness. So here you are being able to bond with something greater and more expansive than you that also includes you. Over and over and over again. This doesn't just happen once. This is a gradual cultivation of the skill. You might awaken like that and understand your human experience is always passing and shifting and moving, but now you have to consistently practice Back to awareness, back to awareness, back to awareness. I do this in the morning, the evening, the afternoon, with patients, with my spouse, with friends. Always with awareness, tending to the human experience. It's a really precious thing we have, not only our human experience, but that we can be aware of it. It's quite the gift we've been given. And as many of my patients say, I really dislike how aware I'm becoming. Because in your awareness, you see all kinds of stuff you've been hiding from that you don't want to see. But it's in the awareness of seeing the things you're hiding from that you can finally have healing And that's the gift of coming to this Sangha, is what we get together. A space to see ourselves clearly, nurture awareness, nurture bonding to other people's awareness, presence, beyond the personality. 
So I'm going to shut the talk down and give you a few minutes to talk to each other about what this sparks in you, what this brings up in you, and then we can have some questions in a few minutes.